0: This is episode 102 of Bella in Your Business. The next series is going to be a bunch of interviews with amazing pet sitters that I know that will also motivate and inspire you in your business. From time to time, I interview incredible pet sitters who have been through or faced some really amazing challenges that have inspired me. Therefore, I know will inspire you. If you know of anyone who has an amazing story to share, who is a pet sitting or dog walking business owner, I'd love to hear from you. Just go ahead and email me at Bella at Jumpkins. Consulting.net. Until then, enjoy this next episode.
1: Welcome.
0: Bella in your business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready, Bella's got
1: your shoot. Let's jump!
0: Welcome to Bella in your business. My name is Bella Vasto with Jump Consulting, and today I have a long-term client of mine, Laura Wright with Paw Right Pet Services. And Laura, I just like adore you. Like I cannot wait you to come to jump into paradise here in arizona in the summer where i can actually just hug you because i just adore you right before you guys we were about to record she had some music on in the background and i was like hey laura can you turn that off and she's like alexa be quiet and alexa turns off and i just think that's the best thing i don't have one Amazing, but Laura, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Well, thank on. you.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: I love that sweet as pie accent. So why don't you tell everyone where you're from and when you started your company and give us like a little bit understanding of who you are and what your background is.
1: Um, my husband and I started our company six years ago. Uh, before getting into the real job world, worked with wildlife rehab and uh, worked primarily with birds of prey. And then um, after I was uh, laid off from a job at an insurance company, I didn't want to go back to that. So I came home and said, hey, I'm starting a pet sitting business. (sighs) And he said, who? (laughs) (laughs) And
0: here we are. (laughs) Incredible. And so how many years has it been? Six Okay. And when you started it, did you ever think you would be where you're at today? Tell us like where you're at today. I know you have some people helping you and you've made big switches and
1: stuff. Today, Eric died in September. So that threw a, I don't say a wrench, but a challenge for me. And um, I went through a phase of just not caring. Yeah. I don't want to care for your cat. I don't care. And luckily I have a good group of sitters that work with me. They were able to pick up the slack and snap me around and, you know, and things like that. So, and and a good group of friends that were able to do the same.
0: And that's one of the things that I admire about you because that was a really tumultuous time and I definitely want to get to that and talk Mm -hmm. about you, the person, but how did you go from, I think I want to start this business to Eric thinking you're just totally crazy to building it and then having people Mm -hmm. work for you. Like how did you make your first leap? I would imagine from going solo to, Oh shoot, I need help. Tell me about that experience.
1: We started off, we went to this, uh, we have a small business incubator here in town and so we just went to that and I went to their first class so you think you want to start a business Then they kind of did the layover of everything that you needed to do and when we were there we met a lady that was working and assisting startups and her name is Catherine we're still buddies with her but so she came along and said I'll help you get your website up and running and we'll help you get your Facebook up and running and and all these you know things that we needed. And she gave us blog stuff and Facebook posts and telling somebody else I know that does that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then we got one client and then we got another client and then we got another client. And next thing we knew, Eric and I are both running crazy separate directions. And uh, we happened to be looking in our little, our neighborhood paper and a, a girl said, do you need your dog walk? And Eric goes, I'm going to call her and see if she'll help us. <laughs> and, and she did. I mean, she had her own company, but we ended up, she helped us and we helped her. When she went on vacation, I take care of her clients. When we were on vacation, she took care of our clients. Uh huh. It worked out great. And then um, it would just seem like it just every other week or so you go, man, we need to find another pet sitter. Man, we need to find another pet sitter. You know, we had some bad ones along the way that you know just didn't work out, or you know, something like that. But but um, right now, I've got uh, three that work that are moving to employees. Uh huh. And um, since I've I've recently bought out a pet sitter in another part of town, far far away, I'm looking for three more in that area. So.
0: That's so fantastic. I love how organic that is. And I also love, I think there's a big lesson there, Laura, for a lot of our listeners that you kind of started out by advice and help. And it was like a community effort, you know, like, you weren't sure where to go. You went to, you called it the incubator that was mm-hmm. local. I know a lot of places have that. Right. I actually am a guest mentor there sometimes and just okay. talk about stuff. And it's just so exciting and awesome to see people who want to start businesses. So I want to encourage the listeners. The first thing is seek out if you're just in the beginning stages, because we have some listeners that are in the beginning stages, mm-hmm. see what kind of resources are in your local town. Just look up small business, call up the chamber, Google it. How did you find out about this incubator thing, Laura?
1: I've just known about it. I mean, I've always knew it was there. Yeah. And so I just went on their website and saw their class. There are tons of free online classes. Most of the classes that are there at the incubator are free or if they're uh. cost anything, it's like $50 or something. And generally that's for like a few, like my QuickBooks. I went there to learn my QuickBooks. Yeah. And that, and that was a fee. And but once I paid that QuickBooks fee, I could go back and get... QuickBook refreshers and uh-huh. changes too, and you know, and keep me updated on it.
0: That's dynamite. So you guys, I want to really encourage you. That's a really good idea is QuickBooks yeah. because I know that's like a bane to a lot of, of <laughs> business owners existence, right? Is God forbid the QuickBooks. And that's not even like necessarily when you first start, that's like not. usually a year or two into it when you're like, shoot, I really need to like keep better track of stuff. As we talk about that, I know that you also have some lessons that you've learned about the QuickBooks and the bookkeeping and you've kind of been through the ringer there. Do you want to share with our audience the woes? Because I think what is the most important part about this Laura is that you didn't just give up, you stuck through it. And I see a lot of that in your life and in the things that you don't give up. And that's one of the reasons I wanted you on this show. So tell us about your first experience with a CPA and a bookkeeper and how you realized you needed it. And then what happened And then what really happened? And then what happened?
1: (laughs) We went through five bookkeepers Mm -hmm. and CPAs. We used QuickBooks online and a lot of CPAs don't. Mm -hmm. And so my QuickBooks I saw was never accurate. And I
0: just want to interject. I think the reason why a lot of them or the ones that say they don't like to do online Mm -hmm. is because they want the business themselves. Because when it's online, they don't have as much control over it. Right,
1: right, right. Yeah. So go on. You said it wasn't up to date. They would say it's up to date. But what I saw was never up to date. Mm -hmm. And it drove me crazy. Yeah. So trying to find a CPA and a bookkeeper that would do QuickBooks online, and I finally did, and I was so excited and so happy. They had a person in their office that would do the taxes. I was so excited. And then she left, and so a CPA in Minnesota came in. And that CPA came in and um, did their taxes. And then I have my my IRS issue folder just from that guy last year when he did my 2017 taxes where the IRS has come and told me, the state of Tennessee let me know that my business has been closed, even though I just did my LLC, you know, in December, the IRS says that I did not file a partnership correctly when Eric died, and it was just... You had, so a, lot said, of, yeah. you had
0: a lot of things that weren't being handled the way...
1: That they weren't they being handled.
0: handled. And then you were getting these notices saying things that were completely untrue, which just sends you into a spiral, especially when it was during the season where you were, I don't care.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I was, for some reason, I was listening to a sports radio talk show and this guy comes on, they're talking golf. Okay. I don't like golf. I'm not a big sports person, but you know, and I'm thinking, and he's talking about his CPA firm. Da, 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 and I thought, hmm, I think I'll give him a call. I talk to him every other day. He owns the firm. I've got his two of his tax people working with the IRS. I've got one of his guys moving me to payroll. And then John calls me, and uh, he, I called him one time, and I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just scared. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And he's, and he was like, We will take care of it. You go sit, dogs. We will do the taxes. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. It was like and a so aha like, moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so important to have a team that you can trust, yeah. right? Yeah, it definitely isn't your, and you've been burnt before in right? ways of trusting people before, but there was something that clicked with this guy that I'm yeah. really excited for you. And I'm so glad, Laura, that you just never gave up. Yeah. That Despite all these other things and dealing with Eric's death and being told that your business is closed and that the IRS, you owe back oh, taxes because of they're some they're mistake someone they're else they're
1: did. They on my house. They were good putting a lien on my house. Oh my goodness
0: gracious. <laughs> I
1: mean, That's just mean, insane.
0: That. That's insanity. Yeah. It's absolute yeah. insanity. And nobody ever wants to call the IRS because you wait on hold for two and a half hours mm-hmm. for them to tell you that they can't help you. Right,
1: <laughs> so, exactly. Exactly.
0: Or that exactly. it's all their fault. So Laura, I want to keep the story going. I want to bring it to this because I know that our listeners have all gone through A lot of things in life, whether it's substance abuse, whether it's divorce, death, their own mental struggles. We all have something in our area. And one of the most amazing things that I think has come from such a tragedy in your life is your perseverance. And I want people to hear that story, however you feel comfortable sharing Mm -hmm. it. Take me back to you personally and how when things happen, how you got through it, how you decided if and when you were gonna go on with the business and how you juggled this business that needs you like an infant Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: your own personal person.
1: I think that going on with the business or not, yeah, I was gonna do it, that wasn't a question. Now how, I don't know, but I was never gonna do it. When Eric died in the ambulances and the police, he died at home of unknown cause. And so what just kind of floored me, and I even think about today sometimes is I had 10 or 15 policemen in my house, all of them asking me questions, all but being the same question, but asked in a different way. I was like, "Why don't you just ask me if I killed him?" No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh.,
1: I've thought it about it a couple times.. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that was hard, but as soon as everyone left, my neighbor across the street, my neighbor from two houses up, who does some sitting for me, she's a teacher, and so she does it just kind of, they came over, and Brooks, you know, she was like, okay, give me your schedule, and give me the keys. And I was like, oh, oh okay, oh, you know. You're in and a
0: state then, of shock at this yeah, point.
1: Yeah, and then Alex got my list of my sitters and then he who's never helped me in the business at all but he went and called sitters to let them know that they needed to go and look at my jobs and do them Mm -hmm. and then what had happened yeah so it was like okay yeah tell me what everybody would say he was like okay yeah okay you know (laughs) but um Eric died of a drug overdose Uh uh-huh he's a You know, one of the many statistics that are are now. And so um, you got kind of a stigma over that that you have to kind of walk yourself through, you know, and that's hard. You know, it's it's like saying, well, you know, it's almost like admitting something like you've done something, a crime, but you really haven't. Yeah. You know, but it's something that you've known that I knew it was going on. And had just run out of options, I guess. And, and so I knew it was going on. His mother did. And you can only make someone go to rehab so many times. Right. Have so that have- must've
0: have been really hard on you as his wife, as a mom, as a business mm-hmm. owner to realize after it all happened, like how are you going to move forward? And every day I'm sure is still moving forward. I, I don't know grief personally like that, but I do know many people very close in my Mm -hmm. life that say you're always grieving. It never goes. It's not something that ever goes away. It's something that lives with you that you, you live with it. No pun intended there, but you know, so talk to us about how you started taking those steps forward and then you realize like, Oh my gosh, Eric used to do all of these things in the business and how do I do that? And how did you pull yourself together, Laura? Because I think it's a quite I'm, the most remarkable story.
1: I'm still pulling myself together. But yeah. I think it really hit me when I didn't have any money in my checking account, but I had a stack of checks that I had not loaded or deposited. Because Eric would that was one thing he would load the checks, get them deposited, and then I had the back end, matching accounts, making sure everything was loaded correctly. Yeah. And It was like, oh, what am I going to do this?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, what am I going to do? And then, you know, like reconciling the bank and stuff every month. That was something I did, but it just seemed like it was all of this stuff where it had been two people. Now, I tell people I had to learn to do a two person job by myself. Uh And so it was just getting over that. And then um, I have a friend, a real close friend, whose husband killed himself several years ago. And just being able to talk to her and everything. Actually, I have two of my friends. One of them, her husband killed herself. And the other one, her husband died in a motorcycle accident. Oh, my gosh. And so with just the two of them, it was, I must say, it made everything easier. But it didn't make me feel like. I was always the bad person and I was handling it wrong. Yeah.
0: yeah. Or you were alone. Like you yeah. had yeah. people that you could relate to. And mm-hmm. I think that's really important in anything that we go through in life is knowing that we're not the odd duck. That right. we're not mm-hmm. alone. That other people have experienced similar, never the same thing, but very similar sure. and empathize. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Right. So what would you tell anyone listening as we're kind of bringing this to a little bit of a wrap? What kind of advice would you give to someone who's listening and saying, wow, Laura, like I've been through something like that too. And I know you're still going through it and you're always will go through it. It hasn't been even a year yet, but what advice do you have for them?
1: You know, don't beat yourself up, do things as you want. I bought a bed, but I've yet to put my headboard, and my footboard on my bed yet. But I'm not beating myself up about it. And not everything has to be done today. Mm -hmm. You know, I make a hundred trips a week to the Goodwill to give clothing, Uh Um, and I just tackle one corner of the room at a time. And that's Mm -hmm. all you can do. And if you don't feel like it, you know, if it's too much, then you Uh don't don't beat yourself up about it. Yeah. We had some guys come, I had this, it's called the Junk King, and basically they bring this big truck and they clear out whatever you want them to clear out. Mm -hmm. So they cleared out my attic and um, I didn't go while they were over there cleaning out the attic. And then they said, well, we still got room in the truck, is there anything else you want? I was like, yeah. Um, let's do this and then let's do that. And then they said, well, what about in in here? Do you want us to take these books or take this stuff up? And then I was like, no, those are Eric's books. No, 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 you know, you can't. You're, you're, yeah, it's it's all in your own time. So I think
0: yeah. what you're saying is be nice to yourself and mm-hmm. you're saying allow time to happen and that there's no race to it. There's no yeah. mm-hmm. right or wrong. You just do what you feel like doing as the time comes. I think one thing that's been really cool to watch you and the mastermind Laura mm-hmm. has been to set some goals and do them. Like I know that book yeah. and that CPA thing was something that was really big for you right. and the fact that you go and you just buy out someone else who's, you know, getting out of the business. I mean, you're a sweet, sweet person, but you're also a force to be reckoned with because it's like part of my motto. My motto, always keep jumping, jumping. Mm-hmm. because you're always jumping. You never stop. You
1: have to, you have to keep going because if you if you have to go forward, always in motion forward, because if not, then you'll just get sucked into the quicksand. Yeah. And it'll it'll just eat you alive. Yeah. And you can't you can't wallow in your you can wallow in your own sorrow, but you can't do it all the time every day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I hear you, girl. I hear you. You are such a blessing. Thank you so much for your time <laughs> well, and thank your you. Year. Tell our listeners how they can look you up or reach out to you if they feel that they've just connected listening to you today.
1: My website is Paul Wright Pet Services and it's P-A-W-R-I-G-H-T pet services they can get in touch with me from there perfect well laura thanks
0: for being a light in my life I, i want you guys to go ahead and find where you saw this episode and go ahead and give laura a shout out let her know that she shined your light into her life if she did and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you are and feel free to share it out to all your friends this has been another episode of bella in your business remember to always keep jumping Thanks for jumping with Bella in your business. For more information, free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.